Welcome to Bearded Clansmen of the Vale, where two bearded guys talk about Game of Thrones, the card game. Welcome back to the Bearded Clansmen of the Vale, everyone. It's uh, Kyle, son of Kyle here. And Shaggy Dom. And today we're going to talk about the other half of the King of the Isles, uh, deluxe expansion that just came out, the non-Greyjoy cards with one weirdly... Well, one Greyjoy card we forgot to talk about last time, which is a plot, yeah. so uh doesn't count. So, anything else before we start? You want to talk about, you know, your day or, you know, how you're feeling or any, any uh, other kinds of thoughts? Well, it's only 9 a.m., so <laughs> my day hasn't officially started. Yeah, but, we'll but starting it off talking about Thrones is always good. Yeah, right. It's great. We'll see how this works because usually we record at night. And uh, so we'll see if we're both awake enough in the morning to actually have coherent thoughts. Um, but our first card is, uh, is a, we're going to start with Baratheon. It's a unique character called Corain Sathmantis. Yeah, it's Okay. It's a five-cost character with a military and intrigue icon and three three strength. Obviously unique. Or I'm sorry, yeah, unique. Captain, Raider, and Smuggler. So there's that Captain and, mm-hmm. and Raider. Okay, interesting. Uh, and as an action, you can kneel him. I'm not going to try to say that name again. And a worship location to choose and kneel one character and one location. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it, but, I mean, it could be good. I mean, it kneels in Baratheon. That's, that's good, and it doesn't really, like... I guess you have to kneel two things to kneel two their things. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have to kneel a five-cost character in a location just to kneel a character in a location for themselves. So I guess it just depends on how many loca- um, how many characters you're wanting to kneel, and especially with the stand with Targaryen and Stark, you know, are you just really kneeling this guy for nothing? Yeah. Um, I guess I see it as nice because it's an action, and you you basically, like, the triggering condition for the action isn't... Is something you have a lot more control, I guess, control over than I can see. Mm-hmm. Like once he's on the board, he can do it. So like you pay the five, and yeah, the first time it feels a little dirty, and then the next time it feels a little better, and then the next time it feels better. As long as they're not, if they don't kill him or if they're not taking care of this dude, mm-hmm. he's like you know kind of controlling the board a little bit. I would love to play this guy against wall decks, I guess, but yeah, I mean, I've just the fact that you have to kneel him in a warship location. You know, just to kneel a character in a location. Uh, I don't know. I prefer to have my warship location standing and kneeling for other effects, unless there's warships out there that you don't have to kneel. Yeah. That has the passive text. I mean, he's not loyal, so he can go in Greyjoy. So maybe that this is like where he fits. He just sits in the Greyjoy and helps you yeah. stand th- or kneel things in Greyjoy. I don't know. I think With- he's probably like a three or four out of five for me because I think he he's pretty cool. But not and very I, cool. I mean, he's he's middle of the road for me, you know. It, it's it's probably a one copy at most for me. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. I, I mean, he's think. got that captain keyword though. I got I don't remember if that really means anything yet. Well, it does in Greyjoy because they yeah. have that um, warship where if you went on a pose, you can stand an attacking character, and if they're a captain, you can restand the warship. Yeah. So maybe that'd be cool, but. Uh, I mean, I don't really see this guy. I guess I see this guy better in Greyjoy than I do in Baratheon. So, but anyway, yeah. What are you thinking? Yeah. No, I was just thinking Baratheon got shafted again. But 
What What do you think about your rating for this guy? Like three, you say? Uh, yeah, and okay. that's a. I mean, that's a. I'm pushing it. Okay. But but he could be a character that breaks the game. I don't know. <laughs> we never know. But all right, our next card is called Fury. It's a warship. Ah, oh, it's Baratheon mm -hmm. still. It's a two cost location that's unique. It says while you control Stannis, he gains intimidate. It's cool. I mean, yep. there's more expensive warships that give good keywords like that. So, and then mm -hmm. as a reaction, after you win a power challenge, Neil Fury to choose a character or location and move one power from that card to your faction card. I think this card's cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, I th I know you and I were talking earlier. You know, I mentioned you know it says character or location doesn't necessarily say just your character or location. So, you know, I think that opens up to your opponents. Um, as well, so you know, being able to steal a power from a renowned character is always kind of nice. I like taking like power off of uh, you know, paint chamber the painted table, or you know, any of those like locations that can kind of just sit there and gain power, like um, Cor Corpse Lake stuff like that. Uh, I don't think Corpse Lake gets it on the location. It's the only location I know that has it is a small uh, chamber of commerce, the Lannister. Mm. Um, location. Uh, I'm pretty top sure. Of my head, I don't think there's really. Any yeah, no. Corpse like does. It says corpse like after a character is discarded from the opponent's deck, corpse like gains one power. So I mean, oh. there's things, there's ways oh, okay. to control it, but I think I was wrong about Chamber of the Painted Table. But you're right. There's only a few. But I mean, it, it, the fact that it can target multiple things is pretty sweet for me. I'm gonna say four out of five. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, I, I would say a four as well because. Baratheon, they're, they're strong in the power game. Mm -hmm. uh, so, ideally, you're going to probably win power over any other challenge. And you like Intimidate, and, too, right? I mean, that's good in oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and then, you know, you're taking a power from them, and then plus your claim, you know, so you're taking two, at least two power from them, um, and then you're getting those two. So that could, you know, kind of swing the game in your favor. Yeah, for sure. That that's a, that's a good point, and I think I agree with that. Like that's kind of the whole tempo y or maybe rush, I guess, is what it would be, if you're able to just kind of like pull more power per challenge than your opponent. And yeah. Baratheon's been good at that in the past. Yeah, and especially if you're throwing in like uh, was it the Bastard of God's Grace? Mm -hmm. You know, get an additional power if you win with him. Um, also, if you're playing Clash of Kings plot. You know, gain additional power for winning power challenges, which that's attacking or defending. Yeah. Uh, so there's that I mean, event too that basically says you like you kneel <clears throat> characters up to a certain amount of strength and then put power on each one you knelt. Then you could you steal the power back with fury. Yeah, you could actually. So yeah, there's some pretty cool that... stuff you can do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I like it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's better. Clearly better than the first Baratheon card. <laughs> I, and another interesting thing is, like, if you play, you could play this with, like, you know, uh, Red Door, like, House of the Red Door, put it out, and mm -hmm. then, like, turn one, you could start pulling power if they win Renown. You can be a little bit more defensive. Uh, I don't know. It just, and it's two cost anyway, so it's not hard to set up or play. I, I just, well, it's, like, really nice. Well, if you think about it, if you do House of Red Door, which. I have no success rate with that agenda, <laughs> but if you do House of Red Door, I think you know doing the Red Keep is probably more valuable. So then, when you get this card out, you're getting plus two added 
to the challenge automatic. So that's mm-hmm. going to help push for those power challenges to, you know, to well, win. That's coming from someone who hasn't won with Red Door. So take that with a grain of salt. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I've, Our... I've had. Go ahead. No, here. I was just going to go to our Lannister card. Go ahead. I was just saying, I have experience playing Brathian, and I really like them. But yeah, they're just been getting shafted. So it's all good. All right. A little bitter about Baratheon, but it's very, very acceptable because they have been kind of getting not a ton of really cool stuff lately. It's relatively, I mean, we've seen so much interesting mm-hmm. stuff out of other factions. But our first Lannister mm-hmm. card is actually a new clansman, which is kind of cool. I really am a fan of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Gunther, mm-hmm. son of Gurn. It's a char- as a clansman is his only trait. He's non-loyal, and he's unique. Uh, it's a three-cost character with a military and an intrigue icon with three strength. Mm-hmm. Ambush four. That's pretty cool. Uh... Mm-hmm. And as a reaction, after you win a challenge in which he is attacking, the losing uh, opponent must choose and discard one card from his or her hand. Hmm. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I, it seems I go- it goes- seems cool. Yeah, I mean, definitely, it's. I think it has multiple uses. You know, it can it can be a good card outside of a clansman deck, um, just because you have the ambush, and plus, you know, if you win a challenge with him, you're getting an uh, intrigue claim per se out of him so you know say you throw him in and then you know with the core set Cersei you know you're discarding three cards for that yeah and with him I mean if you're doing entry challenge with Gunther you're getting two I mean yeah. they get to choose the one from him but they don't get to choose the one from entry right um yeah so they get to choose the one from Gunther yes but either way they're still discarding three cards and more, actually, more if you have him and Cersei, and you're intriguing, and so it's like, I guess maybe it is just three. You're right, right. Or, or if you have the Queen Cersei, you know, mm-hmm. they have to discard a card. You're gaining a power. Then your intrigue claim. You're gaining a power. Yeah, that that's an interesting so. deck, I guess, is the seeing clansmen with Cersei and, and like being a kind of interesting point of the, the clansmen deck, and then using like maybe Tyrion to kind of control the board with clansmen a little bit. Uh, as opposed to what what's what's on your board, not what's on your opponent board, but. Well, yeah, that, yeah. My main thing is like it's a card that can go in either a clansman or a non-clansman deck. Um, the ambush, which is always nice, because you can just you know put them in when you need. Mm-hmm. And then if you have um, the Ulf guy, you know you're giving him plus three strength for the for the turn. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I know um, clansman Sea of Blood is becoming a thing. Cool. You know, so that might help you with you know getting that military off, you know, to trigger your your, uh, sure. your agenda. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. and then you know with the Moon Boys and all this other shenanigans, and then you can put them back in your hand. It's yeah, it's crazy. I still think he's just a three for me. I want to see what he does, but like I, I I don't know. I like the idea of discarding. I like it less when the mm-hmm. person chooses. But I've never, I've only been hurt by it one out of any game I've ever played. Once out of every game I've ever ever played. Like I know it's really mm-hmm. brutal, but I don't know if it's built. It's like good enough that people are building those decks like a lot now, or if it's just mm-hmm. something where it's like, um, you know, oh, this is a cool gimmick, and if you take it to an event, you might like catch some people off guard and win the event. But like as soon as people know the meta is discarding, then you really can't do that anymore because people just build to prevent it or something like that, you know? So our next Lannister card is a event. It's a one-cost event that's non-loyal. <clears throat> so two, I guess a bunch of these cards are non-loyal since they're in the deluxe, but uh, it is called My Mind is My Weapon. 
And as an action, during a military challenge, you can choose a character you control with an intrigue icon and have it participate in the challenge on your side. It's kind of cool. Yep, I like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to say straight up 4 out of 5 for me because like, I think that's a really good thing mm-hmm. to be able to have in Lannister. Uh, it's a really good thing to be able to have if you're like, you know, bannering in Lion. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, for sure, I, I like it a lot. I think it's just a solid letting. I mean, we've seen this before in Stark, and it's really useful to have like dire wolves or like certain Stark characters participate in challenges they can't normally participate in. So, uh, it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give it a five out of five. Woo! Just because you can choose a character that has the intrigue icon, and they could still be standing. Ah, uh, so that's you... right. So they they don't have to kneel to participate. Nope. I think I'm gonna go to five then too, cause uh, let me let me I want to look, cause there's that plot that uh that what's the plot uh the the Stark plot that lets them participate is like well you have to kneel it you can that's what I wanted after. to check the text on is that is that what it is like yeah I think it says you have to kneel it I feel, I'm like ninety percent sure you have to kneel it okay that cause that's what I mean like that's a really really powerful card then if you don't actually have to kneel mm-hmm. it right. Uh, yeah, that's that's why his mind is his. Body. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, so what Wardens of the North is the one I'm thinking of, and that's the one that says, yeah. "Neil, another Stark character, have to participate in the challenge on your side." So yeah, this one's gonna be five out of five for me, because that's yeah. that's crazy. It's just like the Moon uh, Moon Brothers, you know, put them in and have them participate in the challenge, but they don't have to kneel. The catch here is, and if this is, for, I guess, more for beginner players and not advanced players, but. You can't just say you're initiating a military challenge with no, like, commitment of character. And then yeah. after the fact say, you know, oh, I'm going to add this. So you have to have at least one military icon on board to be able to mm-hmm. start the challenge. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind. But, I, yeah, yeah five definitely. out of five for me. So. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it's a, it's a good card overall. But I think it's, you know, a good card where they're trying to make it to where it's playable with, like, the current agenda that they released. You know, being the fact it's military challenge, you can throw a character in, you know, potentially win by five, you know, to get you over that edge to where, you know, you can search for an event, mm-hmm. you know, put to a sword or whatever, and then you just start killing everything. Kill everything! Yeah, it's going to be pretty sweet. All right. Mm-hmm. Our first neck, our next card is our first Martell card. Uh, it's a two-cost character with a military icon, and it's a two-strength desert raider. It's an ally with House Dane and the raider traits. And it says, mm-hmm. as a reaction, after you lose a challenge, put desert raider into play from your dead pile and choose a character controlled by the winning opponent. That character gains one power until the end of the phase. That character loses an intrigue or a power icon, and desert raider gains that icon. Whew. Yeah, it's good. Wall of text. Uh, yeah, I mean, it seems pretty cool. I don't like giving power to things, but if you're just going to kill them anyway, it doesn't really matter. Or if you just put it on a chud, you know? So it's like, you know, do you want to kill a chud and lose that power, or do you want to kill a bigger guy? So Yeah, and that's I... that's nice, too. So the wording gets a little fuzzy here for, for people who are kind of new. Again, I don't know why I'm focusing on new players. I'm just... I am. Is... Some cards care about a character in the, the challenge. This one just cares about a character controlled by the challenge's winner. So that's really cool because you can pick somebody who uh, may or may not 
you like maybe they like are setting up to you lose the challenge you lose the entry challenge or setting up for a big military you can or i'm sorry a big power uh then you can mm-hmm. take out their their big power guy and mm-hmm. you can have the power challenge and then they don't have a defender too so they wouldn't have their attacker or defender which mm-hmm. is how this game and math in this game works and it's really crazy because you can choose to attack or defend but if you don't have that icon anymore you've lost all of that str- that strength is what i mean sorry yeah and i mean it's good for the icon stripping decks mm-hmm. um you know you just you can kill them off in the military claim lose the next challenge put them back in take an icon or you know take you know intrigue and power icon from a character that's not been used yet mm-hmm. and then he gains it you know i, I it's a good card it's, you know for two costs it's easy to get on the board that's what i was going to say it's really easy to just put out as a chud to begin with so you don't even have yeah. to worry about like how it's going to die because you can just let it die. Yeah, and you want it to die, mm-hmm. so it's like, it's like okay, cool, and then you can just put him right back in. And he becomes a bicon when you put him back in, which is even cooler. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a good card. I yeah. played up against it. It's it's pretty cool. I'd say like four and a half, four four and a half to me. This guy, this guy's pretty sweet. Yeah, I would say like a four and a half. Cool. All right. Our next Martel card is the Blood Royale. I want to say Royale, which like Blood Royale, but I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. So mm-hmm. it's a one-cost attachment. That's House Yornwood. I think that's the first time we've ever seen that trait. Mm-hmm. And it's a title. It's only Martel characters. And it says, while you're not the first player, attached character gains stealth and renown. Holy heck. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, is this like a two or three of in like every Martell deck? No, I mean, like, uh, I, you want this card on your stuff. Like, that's really good. Yeah, I mean, you want it on a, you want it on a character that you that you know is going to stay on the board, which I don't know. Like, it's nice to have stealth and that renown, but it's not it's not uh, loyal either. So you can like banner and sun and then play this. I guess it's Martell only though, so never mind. Yeah, so I mean, you you know, ask yourself this question: What characters of Martel that you would want to put this on? No, you know, I like those keywords. Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not going to put it on like the core set. Uh, uh, yeah, the Sand uh, Snakes and stuff like, like that. The bouncers. Well, no. Um, uh, what's her name? Ariana, or whatever. You're not going to put it on her because you want to bounce another character. That's what and, I mean. Like, you so know. you're not going to put it on any of the bouncers, but like you could put it on like. Mm-hmm like area after he's in right you mean arion yeah area the, the, the lady no no the... you mean hota yeah hota sorry yeah isn't his name area hota uh yeah arrow hota uh, yeah. yeah okay i just call him hota oh, but okay. um after you put him in you just throw this on him and then i guess he could be good i don't know i, I just I mean i think one cost for two keywords when you're gonna be second player most of the time is like good it's really good I think the main characters that would be good is like the Red Viper um, and Doran. Mm-hmm. Those would be your two best bets. Um, and other than that, I, I just don't see another character. Uh, I don't. I don't care about what it goes on. I just care that it's got two keywords <laughs> and it costs one. I mean, you're really gonna have a hard time finding that value in other cards. So I'm gonna say four and a half out of five. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a three and a half, to be honest. Dude, I'm going to beat you with this card, and you're going to be a real sad person. <laughs> All right. Our next card is going to be uh, Vindictive Ranger. That sounds like me right now. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah, non-loyal. Douche. No, hey, that's not allowed. You can't say words like that on this <laughs> podcast. We're not. We're clansmen. We're not cursemen. Uh, oh. Vindictive Ranger is a non-loyal Ranger character with three strengths, three costs, and military icon. It says reaction after you lose a challenge as a defending player. Vindictive Ranger gains stealth and the challenge icon of your choice until the end of the phase. Hmm. I like that he's got the Ranger trait, and getting an icon is yeah. cool. Well, yeah, and, and then stealth. Um, the first thing I thought it was the wall deck. Yeah. You know, like the defending. You lose a challenge. You know, you block it and say, okay, well, I need an intrigue challenge or intrigue icon because I don't have that on the board. Well, guess what? He has it now. Mm-hmm. And now I can get my two power from the wall. I think the interesting part is the way that this card's worded. It gives gaining stealth after you lose means that your opponent is in a similar situation as like uh, like raiding long ships, right? Where this card sits on the board and it probably like <laughs> you're never thinking of the play where like you lo- you make them lose a challenge and then you're gonna make them lose the unopposed next time because this guy's on board, right? So you basically mm-hmm. it's like, hey, I have to recalculate all my combat math because I need to get this challenge through, right? And I can't mm-hmm. do it with this guy. So it's one of those like I it just is like it's very so Night's Watch where it's like, okay, it's like a, the old bear, right? Where you don't like lose the first challenge, or I know that's a plot, but it's kind of like that where you lose the first challenge, but you don't like, you don't necessarily get the unopposed in the second one because this guy's there and he just can block whatever the next one is, right? Uh, yeah, for the most part. I mean, you know, I I think this card it just really only thrives if you're second player, like. If you're first player, it's kind of meh. Does it matter? You know? I mean, he's on the board. You're not going to attack with him. No, but still, I mean, to get the full effect of the stealth. But know? the the best part about stealth on this guy isn't that he can attack without he can attack on a pose. It's that he can block stealth, right? He can, he can, yes. But I think you the the get the optimal use out of him is when you're second player. Eh. I, I I I think in the decks that you're playing this guy in, like getting stealth offensively and defensively can be good. But I'm gonna say three or out of five probably. I'll just say I'll give it a three, just because of the wall deck. Yeah, three for me too. All right, <laughs> our next card is it is called West Watch by the Bridge. Um, it's one cost location. And it's got the North trait. Uh, it's it says in action, Neil West Watch by the Bridge. The choose and stand another Night's Watch location with printed cost one or lower. Printed cost four or lower instead if you control a ranger, a steward, and a builder character. That's <laughs> like so there was a deck a while ago where what was it? it? No, it wasn't a deck. It was just like a weird combo you could do with one of the Jon Snows where you put like a thing on him, and because he has all the the con- icons, he gets a bunch of different mm-hmm. traits, and they're all these traits. And so, like, <laughs> it just feels like <laughs> this is, like, a really weird part of a combo deck that you'd want to put in where you, like, get this guy out, make him – he has a Tricon. You put that thing on him so he gets all the traits, and then you can use this to stand the wall so that you can't lose the wall once per turn, and it just feeds into that whole, like, the wall will never fall mentality, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I like it. Yeah. You know, I, I would give it a – you know, I'd probably give it like a three and a half. Um, you know, it just it opens up the build. You know, like instead of just playing all rangers or all builders, it's yeah. kind of like you want a mixture of all of them. Yeah, and you have to, and that's why I like it's not like 
if you control two out of the three, blah, 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 you're like, you have to have all three, and that that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I also like the theme on this card. I'm a really big fan of, like, all of the cool Night's Watch locations where it's, like, West Watch by the bridge and each watch by the sea and, like, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the Shadow Tower and all that stuff. And, like, eventually you're going to have the whole wall, you know, <laughs> and that's going to be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, for me, I yeah, think, exactly. like, three. I mean, there's some pretty cool lo- locations with one cost or lower that you could use this on without having to have stuff on it but um well what what location would it be other than um queen's crown look i don't know i'm just saying that why are you asking me all these questions <laughs> i mean Maybe i could look i bet you that there's forest? some though i bet you that there's one or two uh probably hundred forest yeah um I'm trying to but think i guess or... i mean what i'm thinking is like ex- exceeding the comp like if you did something else we're like Maybe you do want to start to kneel some locations, and for some reason, right? And then you want to stand them mm-hmm. again to get an effect or something like that. This is a location you can kneel, and it will. Let, if you don't kneel it, it'll let you stand another location. So it's part of that like location toolbox mechanic, where like you can decide mm-hmm. what you need to do when you need to do it. I don't know if there's a ton of one cost or lower locations that are Night's Watch, but you know, you never know. Maybe well, there's a card that will come out in the future that will give locations Night Watch the Night Watch affiliation. Well, I mean, there's other, you know, locations that are above one that are good. Like, um, oh, of course there are. I mean, the wall. The no, other no, wall. no, not the, <laughs> not the wall. Uh, Castle Black. Mm-hmm. You know, to restand a character, give him plus two strength. Um, I like the potential, is what I'm saying. Like, right now, this card oh, yeah. isn't like crazy unless you have all three. But I wonder if it's part of something bigger. Like, it's part of some master plan we don't see yet. Hey, you know, um, what's that, uh, what is it called, the White Tree, or whatever their location, where you can take a gold? I think so, yeah. Is it, do you have to kneel that? Let me see. I don't know. Let me just see, White Tree, because then if you can take two gold from... Oh, that'd be, that'd be fun. <laughs> well, while you look uh, that up, I'm going to read the next card. Oh, no, it says after an opponent collects income, kneel it. So I don't know if you could do it twice. Yeah, that'd be a little hairy. All right. Our next card is our first yeah. star card. It's two cost character. Uh, it's a power icon and it's a two strength. Master Wyman or Vyman, I think it's Wyman. Uh, it's a unique, non-loyal character. And it's House Tully, and he's a Maester. And it's a reaction after you win a power or military challenge or military power challenge. Neil Master Wyman to choose another character that shares a trait with him. That character gains one power. So you know what that means. Tully Rush. That's that's what's happening here. I mean, I guess I wonder mm-hmm. if like someone's gonna build like a Maester Rush deck with this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the Maesters are getting power and stuff. That would be really fun. I also um, like that he cares about traits because you could put more traits on him. Because a lot of this game, the traits are like kind of theme, and mm-hmm. some every once in a while, traits become important. Like like Ironborn or Drowned God. I mean, they're really important in some factions, right? Like um, Sandra sure. and things like that. But I, I like, I mean, anytime you can add a trait, you like, and it's cards like this, ex- when cards like this exist, it makes them so much more meaningful. Yeah, exactly. Um, I kind of like it. Um, you know, you, you, you're going to have to run a House Tully deck, but, you know, it could be a little now, rush. Yeah. But because of two, he's a good chud, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. and you don't have to win with him, you just have to win. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, and if you wanted to waste one of your, um, your uh, find a way to stand them again, and then win both challenges, you can you know potentially gain two extra power. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say you like know. three, 
and a half out of four. I mean, I think he goes really good in the Tully decks, but I don't know if he I don't know if he goes anywhere else yet. Um, I'm just gonna give him like a three, just middle of the road. Mm -hmm. Just you know, he could probably be somewhat good if you have um, the Tully deck, but then you're running like a uh, Rob Stark. You know, yeah, where you can. No, excuse me. You can you know restand characters and all the other stuff. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I could be totally wrong. So, Well, that's what we're here for. We have to say this stuff so people can be right. You know. <laughs> uh, Two-cost location is our next card. It's a Stark card called Carhold. And it is the North trait. It says, when a player does not have a winter plot card revealed, characters and locations he or she controls cannot gain power. Wow! Mm -hmm. Um, I... I... I think that this card is a four and a half for me. You could the build arounds on here aren't hard. There's a decent amount no. of like winter plot decks that can exist. Mm -hmm. um, you don't even have to be playing King of Winter to make them good. And uh, mm -hmm. this that that means that if you if you build your deck the right way and people aren't playing Winter, you basically have locked them out of a lot of power gain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's crazy. I mean, obviously, like things like. Uh, painted table and stuff like that are still going to fire but you can stop the renown you can stop the the location power collection etc mm -hmm. so yeah definitely um you, you know you can stop your opponent but at the same time it, it also affects you as well so but you just build around it and you're good right i mean like you yeah just have, i mean like seven winter plots and you're fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah just run seven winter plots yeah yeah, well, I mean, like, you first turn, like, you know, a noble cause, and then the rest of your plots are winner. <laughs> I mean, people were doing that with Summer. That's true. Um, I mean, there is a lot of good Summer plots that are people using, it's even true. if they're not using Kings of Summer. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this will definitely thrive in the King of Winter. Um, or just Winter in general. I mean, you could do, like, a high claim Winter, winter plot deck, too. That could be fun. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is, like, yeah, this probably doesn't go in... This cannot go in any other deck besides a deck that has majority winter plots, right? But in that yeah, deck, gonna... <laughs> it's almost an auto-include, right? Well, yeah. I mean, you you can't... Uh, you, you can't put this card in if you're having, like, six summer plots and yeah, one no. winter. Well, not even that. <laughs> if you're putting in, like, just, you know, any non-winter plots, because it doesn't care about summer at all. It just cares that you're running winter, which is a weird part mm -hmm. about it, because... You could run like mm -hmm. all war plots, and you still get screwed by this card, right? Yeah, or kingdom, mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah, no, there's. I mean, there's definitely a lot of plots that this card can hit. Um, but yeah, you definitely have to, you know, build around that. Yeah. So, uh, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I think it's super good because, and I guess unlike other cards, like this card can't really go in any other deck. Where other cards, I mean, it can. It can be a location in any deck, obviously, because that's how the rules work. But, um. I just feel like you don't even consider this card until you're considering it, and then it's a must-have. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it could definitely take people by surprise at first. Mm. Oh yeah, I mean, can you imagine that? Like, yeah, <laughs> it feels like a like a half of the King of the North, or, uh, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh crap, I didn't realize that this kind of card could exist, and you like get caught off guard by it, and you're like, mm -hmm. I'm I'm not gonna play this game for a week. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all right. Our first, uh, our first Targaryen yeah. card. Uh, Do you have anything else you want to say about 
Harold? No. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> Our first Targaryen card is a four cost, no icon, strength, five strength blood rider named Koholo. It's his Dothraki, and he's non loyal. It's got Intimidate. And you can kneel Koholo and discard one card from your hand to have him participate in a challenge on your side. Love it. Seems cool. Well, first off, you get four cost, five strength, Intimidate. And then you don't even have to... Well, first off, you can't use them for any challenge unless you discard a card. But, you know, with that Intimidate, it's going to throw your opponent off because it makes you wonder, like, oh, are they going to discard a card to throw him in? Are they not? You know, so you can have them potentially overcommit. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Uh, I, I feel, I feel like this card is making me uncomfortable. I don't know how to evaluate it. It feels like it's it good for like uh, Flea Bottom, and that card is like mm -hmm. now in the in the doghouse, right? And mm -hmm. it, like, with, not all, always, but like you, you know, it's restricted, so you have to be careful what you play. You can't play some cards with it, and. Mm -hmm. I'm just not sure. It's hard to evaluate a card with no icons that can participate in any challenge conditionally because you can't be targeted by any cards that care about icons, right? But nope. that's that goes both ways. That's like having only no attachments, right? You're like, this is good and bad. So I don't know. I'm, I I want to see... I want to get beat by this guy and be like, ah, I get it. <laughs> but then I also want to beat this guy and be like, see see what I was talking about? <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll, I'll so come right over and I'll show you. I'll come so conflicted. Uh, I think like <laughs> between three and four for me, like I, I, he could be pretty cool, and I like Intimidate. No. Um, and Blood Blood Rider could be cool. So I'm gonna give him a five. Look at you, overcommitting, um, yeah. like you just said. No. no, he's a five. You four strength, or sorry, four cost, five strength. No icons, so it takes away all that Martell shenanigans crap. <laughs> but it also Timothy. means you can't target him with things like my mind is my weapon and stuff like that. Uh, who cares? Well, I mean, maybe <laughs> not. Obviously, not you. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like, eh, you know, throw uh, discard uh, Miss Sunday. Yeah, know, put her in, into play. and he's participating. I mean, come on. Discard second sons. You can flea bottom back in. You just you're There's too so you're so deep in the flea bottom. You you can't pull yourself out oh, of it. Oh yeah. Uh, no. I, yeah, I mean like I, I I get it. I get why I should like him. Again, I'm just I'm so confused. Yeah. The holo is making I me question thought, things. I just thought it was funny. The first time I saw his name, I thought it was I, first thing I thought it was Cornholio. Cornholio. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it, it's good. It's it's undercosted. But I just don't like the, that he can't do anything on his own. It's like a Hodor. I love it. I love it. You would. You would. I'm a, All right. I'm a. Go ahead. Two no, copies. Okay. Two copies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have our next song. Our next song. It's not. A, it is a song, but it's not a song. It's a card called the Dance or called Dance of Dragons. It's a one cost event, and it's a song. Like I said before, it says action. Choose a non event card with printed cost three or lower in your discard pile and return it to your hand. Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. is a card um, that in other card games I consider like a like a a playset increase, right? So you mm -hmm. play this card, you have this card in your deck because you want to play a card in your deck more than three or four or five times or however many playsets are in that game, right? You have mm -hmm. it in there, you pay a premium for it, um, and then you get to play it again. There's a card in Destiny called Cheat. There's cards in Magic that do this, and these cards are really powerful when they're used with the right combination of things. I mean... 
mm-hmm. because you can, you know, you. I think you could. Uh, can you do this with Dracarius? Is that right? You can do it with Dracarius, right? No, no it's it says four. choose non non event. Oh, a non event card. Okay, okay. So I'm I'm in the wrong there, but you just choose a card that you'd like to play more than once, right? Or, you know, you, wow, that's even better then. Oh my god. So you can you can get back your characters, your discarded locations, any any type of terminal terminal attachment, you know, like crown crown of gold or anything like that. That's, oh yeah, that's so cool. Actually, that makes well, it even no. better for me. Oh, because it's four. Crown You're right. Is four. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I got there excited for a little bit. But, I know um, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's good for you know. Um, I would say mainly like locations if they got you know blown up or. Um, you know, characters if they got marched. Um, yeah, I just think it's really or... cool. I I think I'm like a four out of five mm-hmm. for me because like I like cards that let me use other cards again, especially mm-hmm. when they're not telegraphed. Like a location mm-hmm. that says kneel this location to return a card that costs three or less to your from discard pile to your hand means that my opponent already knows it's there. If, if the event gets to sit in my hand and I get to do it when I want to without telegraphing, and that's a really big deal. Yeah. Um. Uh... My main thing is I'm thinking like, you know, discard cards because that's Targaryen's thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, you know, if I'm gonna say want to trigger his dar, I can just discard this card. Um, if I want to trigger consuming flames, I can discard this card. Um, you know, I, I I'm gonna give it like a three, three and a half. Um, just because I can just discard the card without even paying the cost, then you know doing that. The only thing I would say is it, it would be good is you discard it, you pay the the cost, you discard it, bring back I don't know say second sons for example, and then you have uh, uh, what is it the uh, Plaza Pride not Plaza Pride, um, yeah Plaza Pride, you know mm-hmm. sacrifice second sons again or whatever. Then yeah. you can stand a six-cost character. I mean, that's probably the main thing that would be good for. Look at or you. If, if a character got if a character got uh, discarded, you know. I don't know. I mean, potential is here. I mean, people can target can spot removal attachments with this. It doesn't care if it's a Targaryen card. So you can pull out mm-hmm. out milk again. You can pull out a pinch of poison. You can pull out, uh, you know you can pull out all of these things that can be can that can help you no matter what situation you're in depending on what's happening sure. on your board state and so that's why i'm waiting a higher just because the the copy the, the limitation on the, the yeah, copy i mean it could definitely not be bad. good with uh, the attachment yep all right let's move on to our first tyrell card sir talbert sari it's a three cost character with a military and a power icon with three strength it's unique but non-loyal it's a knight oh big surprise and no attachment <laughs> weapons, uh, except weapons. As a reaction, after an opponent triggers a location ability, Sir Tal- Talbot Sari gets two, plus two strength until the end of the phase limit, three times per phase. Mm-hmm. Well, he's going to get a lot of strength in the marshalling phase if he's out. Well, yeah. Or he, <laughs> he can, <laughs> I mean, he can get some. Like, if, I just think uh, of like econ locations playing... that kneel for do stuff, and I'm like, oh, cool, I guess he's... A, <laughs> Guess he's a, a seven. <laughs> yeah, this guy's a ten strength character in the marshaling phase. <laughs> uh, yeah, in the marshaling phase. Um, no, but I mean, there's other locations outside 
um, a challenge phase like Marine. Oh yeah. Wanted to I was it. just kidding. Like <laughs> I just, oh. I just like, there's all those locations you always see people play like ocean road and great hall and stuff. And this guy just goes, oh, gets yeah. up and up and up and he gets, you know, plus six strength and he's mm-hmm. like a nine. And I'm like, I wonder if there's anything you can do with that. Like, can you use a nine co- strength character that is in the marshalling phase for anything? Like, is there something you can no. do? Like, is there a card that says, you know, kneel characters that have strength equal to a character you kneel or, sacrifice a character and then you know your opponent sacrifices characters equal to that character's strength like all that weird stuff you know that you could do with something like that but carry on sorry go ahead with the challenge phase no 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 um you know you just made me think about that um tyrell event i don't know let me see it's called to the rose banner i think okay um but i i know you have to sacrifice a tyrell character but i can't remember uh oh here we go Choose a Tyrell character you control, gain X gold, where X is the character strength. See, like something like I that. See. Gain nine gold from this guy. I mean, you like just have him out, yeah. right? Um, in the challenge phase with this guy, you know, that's where I think he's gonna thrive, especially when you have people using Flea Bottom or any warship, you know, with that being a new thing now. Um there's definitely plenty of things for him to get his trigger off. Wow, that sounds dirty. But yes, you're right. <laughs> there are lots of stuff. I mean, yeah, there can be some crazy... I, I just think that there's so many weird things that can happen with this card since it's three times a phase. We we just see that three times... That per phase thing always gets a little nuts. And so yeah. it's always interesting to see like what kind of stuff can happen per phase. So this guy, I think for me, he's just a solid character. He's easily evenly costed. He's a bicon. He's a knight, so that's going to be good. And mm-hmm. he's got he gets stronger, and that's exactly what you want in a card like this. So I'm going to say like four out of five for me because this guy is is a solid character, and your opponent is suffering every time they do something, which I like. Yeah, exactly, and it helps um, him. You know, like with the knights, you want to attack alone. Mm-hmm. Or defend alone. So if you're playing Lady Sensor Rose or the Jousting Pavilions, you know, he gets plus X strength on that. You know, you could definitely boost his strength to to win the challenge. So I would give him about a four as well. Yeah. Alright. Our first our first location for Ty- Tyrell is a two cost location called the Shield Islands. Uh it's a reach location and it says increase the number of cards each player draws in the draw phase by one. Five out of five. Uh <laughs> <laughs> because because cards like this exist in other card games and it it howling mine is the the typical atypical effect it's the howling mine effect like everybody draws an additional card it, it, you're you the way you build your deck you you don't build so an, hoping an opponent plays this card right so yeah. your opponents aren't decks not necessarily built to take advantage of this but your mm-hmm. deck always is going to be right and so especially mm-hmm. in Tyrell drawing all these cards is going to be incredibly powerful for you while giving your opponent a, 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 an effect is usually bad I think this card is a really good card and there's proof in other games of this card being a good card or this effect being a good effect yeah um, I would you know I would say a four you know um, you know because it's so hard because they have so many other good locations mm-hmm. yeah um, to find a spot for this you're sacrificing something to make room for it. Um, now, I don't think it's a bad card by any means. Oh, yeah. But... Um, well, you're giving it a 4 but, out of 5, so it's obviously not a bad card. <laughs> no, 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 no. But uh, I just... My first thought was, like, how many times have I played this game and 
you know, um, I was going to throw out time of plenty and then sure enough, my opponent played it as well. And so we're all excited, like, Oh man, we're going to draw four cards. <laughs> now you get this card out. Now you're all, you know, you're driving, you're drawing five cards Yeah. during the draw phase, which is, Oh man. I wonder if there's some weird, like reserve control deck with this where like you just, so that was, that's how it works in like magic, right? Where mm -hmm. you basically force people to overdraw and then they have to discard. And mm -hmm. that's some that's an effect in this game that you have to build to play, but I wonder mm -hmm. if cards like this are going to be cards where you're like, oh crap, now I actually have to think about my reserve again. You know, I have to be sure. careful what plots I play because I'm not going to have reserve, while my opponent who has this card is sitting over there happy go happy as a clam because they don't really care because they have high reserve or they have cards that increase their reserve. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's mm -hmm. kind of where this card's pointing to, because in this game hand size can change every turn, and that's interesting. Sure. Sure, definitely. Um, I also like it's non-loyal, so you can put it in yeah, other decks too. For which sure, is, <laughs> which is cool. So, yeah. all right, yeah, I like it. Mm -hmm. Our first neutral card is the, we talked about this guy a little bit last time too. Uh, Bronze Yon oh. Royce. Uh, it's a character. It's a six-cost character with five strength, two icons, a military and a power. House Aaron and Lord, so Lord can make him a four-cost character, and mm -hmm. you know, Great Table can make him even cheaper. Uh, Renown, that's pretty cool. And after you win a challenge in which Jan, Bronze Jan Royce is a f defending, you have a neutral location with Pertic Cost 1 or higher to stand him. Yeah. I like him. Yeah, me too. He's like 4 out of 5. I mean, you're going to have neutral locations in your deck because that's what Econ is. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's that's fine. Uh, you're yeah. going to be able to utilize your Rose Road for something finally if you're running it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're going to get a gold and a stand out of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh no, sorry, not not it's higher, it's not lower, so not Rose Road, but um, you know. Oh, one heart. Yeah. So, but twice per phase on this is great. I mean, if you wanted to say I don't want to use my Ocean Road this turn, I can now mm -hmm. use this guy twice. Uh, that's cool. Then you can have him stand on defense if you have another one. I, I just kind of, I, I like cards that give locations use outside of their just kind of abilities that might not make them kneel. Sure. Sure. I mean, ideally, if there's neutral locations that you don't have to kneel um, to get the passive text, mm -hmm. you know, and then you can use it to kneel to get this. So you're getting multiple uses out of it. Yep, but, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it'd be good, like, if you don't need to use a King's Road. Um, you're still getting the, initi or the initiative, right, or the reserve or something, yeah. and you're just not getting... You're the... getting the... Yeah, you're getting the initiative. You're not... Um, you're not getting the negative three text portion of it, but to restand a six cost character mm -hmm. with renown. Yeah. 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 I think, I think that's a good trade off. Did you say four out of five? Uh, yeah, I would say four. Okay. All right. Our next card is called Rogue Wildling. It's a four cost military power, uh, three strength character that is a raider and a wildling. It's got ambush five, so typical ambush cost. In reaction, mm -hmm. after Rogue Wildling enters play, choose and stand a Wildling character you control. I mean, that seems mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely going to thrive in a Free Folk deck, for sure. I like that Mance gives uh, this guy an, an additional ambush cost that's cheaper than its original ambush cost. Yes, so he <laughs> would be a four mm -hmm. ambush? Yep. Or no? Or is it the one less than his cost. No, I, I think it's their... Plot. Well, I don't know, but either way, it's going to be cheaper up. than the Ambush, right? The current yeah, Ambush cost. Which is kind of uh, interesting. Each Wildling character you have in your hand gains 
ambush X. X is the card's printed cost. While there's a winter plot card revealed, reduce the cost of each of your wildling characters by one. Cool. So yeah, you can ambush them in for like three, two, because you because he says ambush and then reduce the cost by one. So it's oh it's three. You're right. Sorry, three. Um, three does. But three to have a three strength bicon and standing another wildling can be cool. Or even I mean even if you you know didn't have the winner I mean you're already ambushing him in for one less if you know if you have mans out yeah so you know you're gonna save at least one or two gold. Um, with Mance. Yeah, and I mean, but again, he, I don't know if he goes in like, because like, Wildling Scout was one of those cards in the beginning of the game where like when you have, Wildling Scout went in almost every deck because you sacked it to give something stealth and that was really good, right? And yeah. that's a card that's kind of universally used or was used when you actually need that, that keyword and you couldn't get it. I don't mm-hmm. think this card is like that. I think this card is probably like a three uh, because it, I mean... Because its effect is good, but it's not as good as, like, say, uh, I don't know, the card we looked at earlier, like, uh, Carehold, like, where that card, it only goes in a certain deck, but when it goes in that deck, it's doing something profound, right? It's doing something mm-hmm. that's crazy. This card is standing someone once, and, like, that's not bad. It's just not, like, yeah, it's not good enough to have it be higher than a three for me. <laughs> well, I think, I think, because I'm thinking of, uh, you know, see a blood deck where you build a wildling, maybe Night's Watch, or just you know any other um, house. But it's mainly like a free fold deck, but with the Sea of Blood agenda. Mm-hmm. And you know, you you throw in one one and Mag the Mighty. You know, you ambush this guy in, then you can restand him. You know, because Sea of Blood. Oh wait, you can only trigger it once. Never mind, because you have to kneel the faction card. Mm. Um. Yeah, because that can be attacking or defending. Uh, I see what you're getting at, though. I mean, it's it's pretty. It can mm-hmm. be. It's still comboy. Like standing a character is not trivial, but I just don't mm-hmm. know if like it puts this guy above a three just in a wildling deck or a free folk deck. Yeah, I mean, you can do it like a Night's Watch wildling deck. Sure. Um, as well. Stand John Snow. Uh, Stand John Snow. Um, you know, I mean, there's there's different options. I I mean, it's I would say a three and a half. Okay. You know, you always gotta be different, don't you? Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Our next card is Citadel Archivist. It's a two cost character with an intrigue and power icon with one strength. It's a maze, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and it says as a reaction after Citadel Archivist enters your discard pile, each player shuffles his or her discard pile into his or her deck. Huh. That's kind of fun. Love it. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I uh, I'm a fan. You can't sack for military mm-hmm. claim, but this guy put this guy in your uh, your fancy Koho deck, Toholo deck, and then you just discard him for Koholo's effect, and then shuffle your discard pile back in your deck. Yeah, or yeah, um, or yeah, your Targaryen. Well, a Targaryen mm-hmm. though, like I guess you the way you build it, you want stuff in the discard pile, right? Because you want to like cheat it back out with Flea Bottom. This card takes all your Flea Bottom targets away. Yeah, if if that's what you want, I mean, but you know. I don't know. I think it's a good. I think it's a great card. I I think I like it the most because you shuffle your deck, which is a pretty powerful effect if you need it to be. Well, especially if you let's say you're running low on cards and you're like, oh man, I need to, you know, you're going against Greyjoy with that freaking Asha oh, pillage. Duh, that's what this is for. I was like, this seems very mm-hmm. specific, but yeah, pillage. This is what this is to counter. 
right you know yeah especially with the the king's moot asha mm-hmm. you know searching like 20 cars <laughs> and then she like she pillages this guy it'll happen before her trigger goes off and then she'll search mm-hmm. nothing if she doesn't have another if there's no other pillage trigger yeah which is it's interesting because at that point the pillage the order of the pillages matter right because you would pillage and then hit the, say let's say you had three pillages you pillage one it's not this guy you pillage two it's this guy all the cards go back and then you pillage one and then Asha searches the top card <laughs> yeah and yeah exactly or something I mean, like that yeah definitely um i mean like i said i like it you know me too because even even like okay so theoretically even if you're playing against targaryen and they have all their second sons and all this crap they got the synergy going with it throw that guy in the discard pile guess what all your guys are going back yep into the deck um oh yeah it's both too so that's nice Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. yeah so it's definitely you know can mess up your opponent um you know game up a little bit you know kind of make it more fair and you're not going to ever be hurt by this if you're not playing one of those decks right i mean you like discard this guy for like reserve and then you're like hey my deck's back cool yeah or if you're like if i keep going back to the sea of blood type thing um you know if you needed to you know put an event back in your deck and then you can later you know tutor for it Mm -hmm. yeah all right let's start on our locations our neutral locations this is going to be a long one so if you guys want to like you know come back later it's going to be long because there's a lot of cards uh but the first location is a three cost location called the starry sept it's an old town it's a seven location with i'm sorry trait and it says action move one power from the starry sept to a character until the end of the phase treat the character as if it's pointed text box from blank except for traits and it says after you win a power challenge the starry sept gains one power uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like you could play this this card two different ways, right? You could have this card just as like a rush card. You could throw it into any deck that wants to rush and power challenges, like you know, like the Lord of the Crossing or like a Baratheon rush or something like that, and just get an extra power every time, and not even worry about the first part of this card. Or you yeah. could also use the top part of this card to just like you know control the board. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely powerful it's very powerful yeah it's i mean granted you're giving your your opponent you know the power mm-hmm. to do the the top part of the text but um i i just feel like there's different um there's so many different characters you can put it on and then you just uh let's see oh it's only to the end of the phase um so my thoughts were you know like for example martel um, you know, you put it on the shadow, uh, the one that takes all the icons. Mm-hmm. You can you put one on that one. You can put it on Arion so she can't bounce that phase. Um, and then in Diffor, you want her to bounce the next round or whatever because then they lose the power. Yeah. Um, and, and it's then... but it's not too expensive. That's the other thing. Like, there's lots of things you can put it on, mm-hmm. but three through cost for locations like probably like median cost for locations. It's not. Like you're not dying because yeah. you spent three gold on this card. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, like it just depends on how much economy you have, of course. But yeah, um, but like you said, it could be. I could see it being more useful as a rush thing. You're getting additional power mm-hmm. um, for it, um, which is always nice, especially if you're 
running that Baratheon Fury card as well with yeah. it. Because then you can pull the power um, back off the thing. You, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah exactly. So. I'd say like three or four out of five for me because like, I, I think the cost is a little bit prohibitive. It's not terrible, but it's still a little bit prohibitive. Mm -hmm. and uh, But it's a really cool effect. Uh, so our first neutral attachment is a zero cost condition. It's a terminal. It's called Reckless. It says attached character must be declared as an attacker or defender in each challenge if able. Hmm. I said mm -hmm. I agree. Hmm. <laughs> like mm. this effect effect seems more powerful in other games. Well, I mean, it could be, it could be good. Like, you know, you throw it on a big character, and then you do a chump challenge, a challenge you don't really care if you win or not. Um, make them defend. You know. Um, give them renown if they have it, whatever, and then you can push through the challenges that you want to win. You know, if it would be, I think it'd be more interesting if this character, if this said, this character doesn't stand to uh, challenge. It can only be declared as an attacker, uh, mm -hmm. like or doesn't kneel to challenge. It can only be declared as an attacker and must attack each challenge phase. Because then you could use it both offensively and defensively. You could say, mm -hmm. like, put it on one of your characters that has all three icons and, mm -hmm. um, like, then get a little bit of value out of Renown. But mm -hmm. right now, I don't know, it's just, it's, like, too vague. It's just like, yeah, okay, so one challenge they're not going to have to participate, and it's the first one they can participate in. Mm -hmm. Meh. Two. Yeah. Two out of five. Yeah, I mean, I can see it being a two as well. Um, it's just hard to make room when there's so many good cards um I mean, it you know, especially yeah. attachments so it definitely messes up your opponent's math but I don't know if it's worse than like the milk well I mean like I said you know you can do you know put it on a big character throw in you know a reducer character you know do a power challenge for one yeah but like they have to kneel the, the, the targets for this are low because you don't want to put on anything with a crazy keyword you don't want them to intimidate your dudes down. You don't want them to get renown. Intimidate is only when they're attacking. Oh well, I mean, so, what, okay. So they attack the first turn. I'm still, it still stands. You don't want them to attack the first turn. You have to make sure you're first player and they're not first player. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. the targets there are like, you have to be very careful how you play this card because it has a lot of downside if you don't play it right. Whereas mm -hmm. like milk is just like you're just you're just done. You have power or you have strength. That's mm -hmm. it. Yeah. But yeah, so t that's why it's a two for me because I'm like too scared to play it. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> that's reckless. Why, it, that's why it's called reckless. Yeah. So. All right, our first event, neutral event, is called When I Woke. It's a two cost event. It says, as a reaction, after a player loses a military challenge, that player chooses a participating character and places it on the top of that owner's deck. Max once per challenge. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I mean, cool. Pillage. I want to put it in a pillage deck. I mean, ideally, yeah, that would be the best. But, like, you know, just in any deck, I think that would be good. Yeah, I guess you the know. tempo hit here is pretty bad because you're not just putting it back to their hand. You're putting it to the top of their deck, so you're locking down half their draw for the next turn. Well, not only that, but, like, if you're able to put a character back on top of the deck that had power on them, you know, then they lose that power. Yeah, it's true if they go to their hand, too, or discard. I mean, that's true if it leaves play mm -hmm. at all. I guess I'm just thinking of the mm -hmm. extra effects here, like... 
what is it getting you that something that's like bouncing isn't or something that's discarding isn't and it's the tempo sure where sure. not only do you have to pay for it again you have to draw it again which is like mm-hmm. doubly bad <laughs> yeah especially if it's like a seven cost character put him back on top okay yeah. you lost not only you lost the power now you got to pay for him again and you know depending on their economy situation mm-hmm. you know you could totally you know limit them on what they're doing you know do they want to spend all their gold on one character or on a couple cards so mm-hmm. magical christmas land says you'd want to hit this twice in the challenge phase if you can because you could do it six times if you could do it right no it's only after you lose a, a military challenge oh so twice okay yeah so mm-hmm. you go in lose they pop one on top of their deck mm-hmm and then you yeah, lose you again, and then they draw the two cards that they just had to play, and then they have to play them again. I think that, yeah, okay. I'll say it's like a two and a half, three, three maybe, three. Oh, I'm gonna give it like a four, four and a half. I I just don't know. I don't know. Two gold for it, me. I think it's good. I'd rather win a military challenge and put to the sword somebody. <laughs> well, wouldn't we all? But <laughs> sometimes you don't win. <laughs> That's a good point. I, I'm kind of missing that part of this card. I'm just thinking the second part, but it is good defense against like Sea of Blood and like very heavy military decks. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll say yeah. it's a solid three for me. No, we're not going to go to two at all. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Our next card is actually Sea of Blood. So Sea of Blood is an agenda. It's a prophecy. It's got lots of tentacles and blood on it. And it says, during a military challenge, reduce the cost of each event you play by one for each blood token on Sea of Blood. You cannot play events during intrigue or power challenges. It says, after you win a military challenge by five or more strength, kneel your faction card and place a blood token on Sea of Blood. Then search your deck for an event, reveal it, and add it to your hand and shuffle your deck. Cool. Love it. Love it. Yeah, it's probably like a four and a half, five out of five. It's solid. Yeah, opponent's not gonna have much board. No, it's definitely uh, an aggressive type deck. Um, and you're winning by five or more anyway, so you're gonna be able to trigger most of the cards you're gonna pull out of your deck mm-hmm. for their good effects. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, it's good. It's scary. I don't want to play against it. Hard pass. Well, my, yeah, my my thoughts is there's so many different you know a card a decks you can put it in. Um, but my main thing was like you know Targaryen, just because they're the hot ticket right now. Yeah. Um, with Cornholio, <laughs> um, you know they don't know if I'm gonna throw him in or not. Yeah, and he can make it so it's a it's a go or not. Yeah, I and like this a lot day. more than I like playing with um, the Reigns of Casimir. I think because I like what it's doing better. I like tutoring. Mm-hmm. I like pulling cards out of my deck to, to spit situations. Mm-hmm. situations. Plot cards are, are okay. Like, they're good. But some of the plot mm-hmm. cards are just, like, hard to put. It's hard to decide, and they can only be schemes. So this card's like, mm-hmm. just pick any event, you know? Like, go for it. And you can play yeah. it for almost free after the third time you've done this, you know? Well, yeah, or, you know, put the sword as, like, you know, one gold. I just meant, like, yeah, mo- most events you can play for free after the third time you've done this. And, oh, yeah. and with I like mean, you could do two militaries a turn yeah it gets really crazy really quick you could totally play uh, what is it in Danzac, in Daznak's pit here and just 
totally mm-hmm. like get your opponent. <laughs> oh my god, this could they, you could do some crazy combo turns with this. Yeah, I'm gonna say five out of five then. Five or solid five. Yeah, yeah, same here. I like it. It's a it's comboy, but it's in a game that where like killing is good, so it like combines both parts of this game where like military challenge mm-hmm. and combo, and now you have like rush combo. Seems too good. Exactly. Ban it. All right. So whatever you do, just don't put in tears of lease. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Our, our first uh, neutral plot, and we'll we'll go over the Kraken plot that we missed last time at the end. But our first neutral okay. plot is a return to the fields. It's a four income, uh, four gold, six initiative, one claim, seven reserve plot. That's an edict, and this guy's got a massive scythe. And it says, when revealed, you may sacrifice up to three characters. For each character sacrificed this way, draw one card and gain one gold. Yeah. I like it. I like drawing gold, yeah. I mean, it gets, it's like, it's a good way, you're only sacrificing them, so they're not dead. It's a good way to get rid of bad negative attachments uh, that aren't a terminal. It's a good, yeah, good way to, like, you could get a ward off of it and then play another copy or... Um, you know, there's just some cool, there's some interesting things you can do with this. Uh, I'd love to pay one gold for a reducer and then, like, you know, or not a reducer, just something, maybe a reducer, it doesn't matter. Grab a card and a gold for it, you know? Mm-hmm. But, let's see. Yeah, definitely. Like, if, especially if you have a card in hand, you're like, oh man, if I just had two extra gold or one extra gold, then you can be like, okay, well, I'm going to sacrifice this character so I can get enough gold. Like that's why I say the, re- the reducers card. are hard to do because the reducers would give you the gold, they're just not the card, and so like you really wouldn't want to do reducers with it, I guess. But I don't know. You could probably find a bunch of targets for this. I yeah, I I think so, and especially if they're like flea bottom worthy. Oh yeah. Um, type type targets, you know. That's actually a good point. If this is a flea bottom written all over it. Mm-hmm. Get it out of my sight. Flea, Flea Bottom's written on every deck, so... <laughs> no, stop it. Okay, this card's a 3.5, 4 out of 5 for me. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 3.5. Yeah. All right, Heir to the Throne. That's a that's a crazy-looking picture of the Iron Throne. Uh, it's a mm-hmm. four, 4 gold, 1 initiative, 1 claim, 6 reserve plot. It's a kingdom plot. and says, when revealed, search the top 10 cards of your deck for a lord or a lady and put it into play, and then shuffle your deck, then sacrifice a lord or a lady character. That seems fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, it could, you know, it's good. It could bite you in the rear end, but. <laughs> yeah, I would hate to whiff on this, because you still have to sacrifice. I think. Um. Yeah. Yeah, you still have to sacrifice, but then like, especially if this is a plot that you're trying to hold off, you're like, okay, let me just hold off as long as I can, you know, to where you can maybe potentially get a cheaper. Uh, lord or lady mm-hmm. out instead of having to sacrifice like a seven cost queen Cersei. <laughs> you don't want to do that? That's weird. No, no, with all 18 power on her. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to like, I guess that's the thing I want to look at is like how many, I mean, like Aaron Damphir is a pretty cheap lord. Well, you have plenty. Like Bran. Um, yeah. You have, you have Tommen, you have Oh yeah, um, Eric Dane. You have, um, Joffrey, you have um Baby Theon like Tyrell. Like Tyrell, I think you have Willis. Garth the uh, Gross. Garth. Yeah, there's a bunch. Hoster Tully like, if you're feeling dangerous. Joffrey, you could totally kill Joffrey. That's what this card is meant to do. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you know, kill Joffrey or sacrifice Joffrey. Um and 
and then uh you know like i said it's a it's a good plot yeah um I, I like that you get full gold on top of it. So unlike um, like Noble Cause, where you're reducing the cost of the Lord of Lady, you're putting this one in for f- for, for for free. free. <laughs> I'll say free. It's not free, but it's close enough. And then you're sacrificing another one and getting four gold. So you can still do other stuff. Uh, usually, like mm-hmm. Noble Cause is like, yeah, I'm playing the one Lord this turn, right? Like, yeah. So then you get to do something with your other gold, which is nice. Uh, you could also trigger stuff off of it, right? Too, like you could do like um, mar- like Tinder Marge, and like mm-hmm. do some crazy stuff with Tinder Marge in this plot. Uh, no, Tinder Marge. I think you have to. They have to die. Oh, okay. Well then. But uh, she's brutal. But no, I I think Tyrell would thrive the most out of this, um, because they have a lot of lords and ladies that are cheap. It's kind of a weird thematically that this card really wants you to like kill off kids. And to put my kids into play, <laughs> like, like Tomlin and Rickon and like Eric Dane and all these cards that are like children lords, and they like are basically like, yeah, just put like mm-hmm. Cersei into play and like kill Tomlin. That'll be fine, right? Weird well, thematically. Well, yeah, but hey, spoilers. All right, uh, let's go to our next plot. If there's mm-hmm. one, our next plot is. Oh, what was your ranking here? Um, I'm gonna give it a four. Yeah, me too. I like it. Um, coordinated attack. Three gold, eight initiative, one uh, one claim, war plot with four reserve. That's pretty low. After you win a challenge mm-hmm. as an attacking player, choose a different type of challenge, challenge type. You may initiate an additional challenge of the chosen type this phase. I'll, sorry, all I read there was Sea of Blood, Sea of Blood, Sea of Blood, Sea of Blood. Well, Rains I mean, Casimir. Sea of Blood, you can only trigger once around anyway because mm-hmm. you have to kneel the faction card. Um, Boo. But Three out of five for can... Sea of Blood. <laughs> but you can win the Sea of Blood, kill characters, and say, okay, well, you know, I'm going to do an additional power challenge. You can still do the additional military and play Vince Retriever during it, I guess, too. Yeah, so additional challenge type isn't bad. Uh, you're taking a hit on gold, but you get initiative, so you get to go first if you mm-hmm. want. I'd say mm-hmm. it's like a three and a half. Uh... I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a four, man. Like, okay. maybe even four and a half, just because you know you win a challenge, you get to do two of another type of challenge, which is always nice. Because I always keep going back to Tyrell, and if you ambush in Elena's informant, now you're doing three t- challenges of a certain type. Mm-hmm. That's true. Two. You get to choose the challenge type, which is nice. It's not just doubling down on one. So I'll I'll raise it to four. Yeah, exactly. And then also with Core Cersei. You know, yeah. win a power military. Say, oh, I'm going to do two intrigues. Mm-hmm. All right. Know. Our next so. one will be stolen messages. Stolen message. So, poor little Raven. Uh, five co- five gold, seven initiative, one claim, scheme plot, and it's six reserve. Each opponent plays with the top card of his or her deck revealed. Action. Pay one gold to place the top card of an opponent's deck in the bottom of that player's deck. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It definitely uh, kind of thrives with the Reigns of Casimir. Well, and, like, I love it with Pillage, too. You can kind of target Pillage mm-hmm. stuff uh, if you have the mm-hmm. money. Uh, I don't know. I think yeah. this is, like, a like a 4 out of 5. I like knowing what my opponent's got going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to give it a... I don't know. I'll probably give it a 3. Cool. I like the reserve. I like the money. I like the initiative. It's uh, That alone is a really good combination of things. Mm-hmm. Plus the fact that you get information and you can choose to... Your mm-hmm. I like that your opponent can't discard yours, which is, like, a nice part of this. Sure. 
All right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, no. Am, am I missing some? Yeah, I'm missing some plots mm-hmm. here in the, the, my list. So the next one is called Secret of the Conclave. Uh, mm-hmm. It's neutral. It's a four income, four initiative, one claim, seven reserve plot. Um, it says, as a, it's a conclave in Kingdom 1. It says, after challenge phase begins, look at the top five cards of your deck. Add one to your hand, discard one, and put the others on the top of your deck in any order. Mm-hmm. Cool. I mean, it's like a... I like it. Yeah, I, I like it. Four, four, and seven. Four, I, this is yeah. one of the ones I think would cause debates, because I'm not sure if it's better than, like, you know, uh, Counting Coppers, or is it better than that other one that I can never remember that, like, lets you pick, like, one of each type your opponent exchange picks one. Yeah, exchange of information. It's in that line of cards where you're like, is this... I guess, like, looking through five and picking one up but having to discard one, it's probably good. I'm going to say like four it. out of five. I'm going to give it five. Woo! You were just throwing out fives left and right. Mm. You're starting to not mean anything anymore. All right. <laughs> uh, the next one we have is called Vanquish the Unbelievers. It's a neutral five income, five, eight initiative, two claim plot, five reserve, Plot deck limit one, and it's an edict. It says, after the challenge phase begins, choose a trait. Kill each character you control that does not have the trait. They cannot be saved. Hell yeah. I love this card. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, Five out of five. I'm sorry. I don't even care. I love tribal, (laughs) and if you're going to say tribal to me, I'll be like, yes. So I, I like it. I like it too much, probably. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it's a four out of five, because um, you have to run a certain type of deck. Who cares? You're killing all your opponent's stuff. No, 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 no. Shields each character you control. Oh, you're right. Boo, four out of five. <laughs> First thing I thought it was like Drown God decks, yeah. uh, Roller decks. Um, I guess you get the two claim off of it, so you can like potentially yeah. run like three two claim pl- or plots in your, your like Grudroy. Mm-hmm. Which can be brutal, but because mm-hmm. you just you choose like Ironborn. Ironborn or Captain, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I still give. Actually, I still give it a five. I, it fits with what I want to do. I like two claim plots. I like five gold two claim plots with eight initiative even more. Um, oh yeah. And then, okay, so our final one is uh, we take Westeros, which is the unique Greyjoy plot, or it's not unique, but it, it is plot deck limit one. It's Greyjoy plot that is loyal. It says it's got five gold, nine initiative, one claim, and six reserve. It says when revealed, choose a location in a discard pile in a discard pile in a discard pile and put mm-hmm. it into play under your control. Love it. This is me silently shaking my head. <laughs> yeah, I think it's great. Uh, four and a half. I think uh, that this ability is so powerful. I mean, it's Euron uh, on a stick with five gold. It's yeah. I'm gonna give it a five. Okay. Yeah. I didn't want to overdo it, but I'll, I'll jump to five now that you're. Well, we can agree. Just because, you know, they have that uh, one location that's zero-cost worship. Um, when you pillage, you could have them pillage three cards instead. Mm-hmm. I also love pillaging the wall and then taking the wall, which is really fun. Oh, yeah. That's true. You know? Yeah. There's definitely there's some, there's some de- definitely uh, some good locations you can pillage and then just take them. And with the destruction control... I mean, because you can't mm-hmm. take the wall if your opponent has control of the wall, since it's their copy of the wall. You can't have two copies of anything in play, as far as I understand it. Uh, yeah. But if you use any of the Greyjoy cards that can destroy locations uh, or mm-hmm. discard them, then you can then do that. You can use this card to take their wall from them. And it happens in the plot mm-hmm. phase, so it's plot speed, so it's very hard to, to make this not happen. Exactly. So 
five out of five. Good job. Yeah, I like it. All right. Well, thanks for listening. It's super long. Uh, it's because there's still a lot of cards in these less expansions. But uh, like, comment, subscribe. Let us know what you think. How do you agree or disagree with us? You know, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blah 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 blah. <laughs> All right. All right. See you later, everybody. See you guys. Thank you for tuning in to Bearded Clansman of the Veil, vale, a Game of Thrones LCG podcast. Come back next time where we talk more about a Game of Thrones the card game.